0: There, so why I've been Welcome to Creatives. This is Ken Lenick. This last week I've had some interesting conversations and questions about how to come to being a creative person. More accurately, how to come to a project or how to manage a project. Now there's a way of looking at creativity. That it's a random sort of hit and miss affair. Well, that perception is probably accurate from the human perspective, but if you consider that the energy around a creative act is external of ourselves, and I believe that to be true, there's nothing random at all about creativity. The question was how do I know that the project I'm working on? has any value? Well, first of all, the value in a project is outside the artist. The artist has the responsibility of creating the piece, but not necessarily choosing. That's not accurate. You do choose it, but it does sort of operate outside of you. But here's the conversation that evolved. I've done a lot of projects where somewhere along the line that they lose energy, That is to say I lose energy in my interest in that project. And that causes a lot of artists anxiety because they may put a great deal of time into a project and then all of a sudden just lose interest in it. Well, I might suggest to you that that is just keeping your chops up. The energy that comes outside of us from the universe, that's the way to look at it, has a purpose. And it may be that all of the incomplete projects that you stashed away or put on the shelf were nothing more than learning new skill sets or new perceptions, even, as to what we're doing. I often go back and look at my rejected work, if that's the right word, and I see that at the time it seemed as if I did the same thing over and over again, went down a maze, and the result was always unsatisfactory. But when I really looked at all the projects, I noticed the small differences in each project, and those differences are growth, those differences are increasing my skill sets. When a project is meant to be to go to completion, it has its own energy, it moves you along. It can be difficult at times, but that's just because your skills are not up to par. But the project will get done if it's meant to get done. I mean, that sounds kind of esoteric, but it really is the truth. The project will get done when it's supposed to. You're the vehicle for that project. And all the failed projects, if that's the way you want to hold it, they're not failed projects. They're just incomplete projects because they're part of the one you end up finishing. It's a process. In one of the conversations discipline came up well discipline is a skill set it's the same as being able to work with paint or to work with clay or to work with any medium that you work in discipline is a medium discipline is what moves you forward if you don't have any discipline there's no possibility of any project ever, ever being completed. I mean, it may take you years and years and years, and I don't see any value when drawing something out for years and years and years. It doesn't increase the value of it. If value is your issue. Let's talk about that a minute, because another conversation I had was, how does creativity fit in... Commercial world. Well, an artist can make a design, a functional design that can be used. For example, Potter can throw a bowl, and the bowl can be pretty much the same size. But every time that artist makes a bowl, creativity takes over and it becomes a singular project. Even though it's a bowl, the function stays the same. Each bowl is different and distinct from the last. Now, manufacturing, in comparison, is making the exact same bowl over and over and over again to try to sell them. And that, you know, that has a value. That's part of our economy. But the creative act, was the first bowl, not the millionth bowl. And that leads us to the idea of of collaboration. So collaboration can be a creative act as well. We've talked about collaboration before, and you know my feelings on it. When a group of people collaborate and they get on the same wavelength, if that's the way to look at it, That, for example, we're going to make an iPhone or something. What invariably happens is disruption. There will be a spoiler. A person in the group that will naysay every aspect of the project. Now, is that person a bad person? No. No, that's actually part of the creative process. The naysayer, and that person may always take that position, no matter where they are in life. That's unfortunate, but it happens. That person forces all the other people in the group to constantly reassess what they're doing. Now, here's the irony of the way that kind of creativity works. There's always a project manager, and I'm going to be a little negative here, because in the result of a collaborative effort, what happens is this terrible phrase, okay, that's good enough, that'll do. And that's the project manager's job. How many times has technology come out and you're charged a fortune for its manufacturer And it's flawed. So what happens is another group comes in to make the fixes. Now, if you threw a bowl and it had a crack in it, it wouldn't be in a very good bowl. It would crack and break, and that would be the end of the use of the bowl. That's the difference between technology and sort of real-world objects that people make with their hands. I mean, you make Cell phones and computers with your hands. That's manufacturing. You're just reproducing it over and over and over again. The good enough is the antithesis of a fully produced creative project. The distinction between a group of people working on a project and one person working on a project is that one person is the only person that can say that the project is done. Where a group of people, if they didn't have a project manager, the project would never be done. Or if it was finally done, it perhaps wouldn't be manufacturable, if that's the right word. you couldn't manufacture it for some reason. I don't know. But I have never seen a fully developed tech product because that's in another reality. That's in another process. I kind of have nightmares about AI, which we're facing right now, is that you can create AI, but AI begins then to create itself. It becomes a creative individual. And then what happens? The universe speaks. To AI? Or do we, as creators, become obsolete? I don't know. That's a futurist job to consider. In any event, can you be collaborative with other people? Of course. The end result will be good enough. The only time that you can make a complete project and call it complete is if an individual makes that project. And that's why the universe has always chosen individual creatives in terms of putting the light in the world. But if you believe in collaboration and you do well with collaboration, good for you. I actually do pretty well with collaboration. But I expect the end result to be good enough. And I don't have any anxiety if my expectations Are not met because my expectation may be something that the other person, the other collaborative person, can't get behind or can't feel or can't be involved with, and so the end result will be either putting it on the shelf or an agreement between the collaborative group, the collaborative people, that it's good enough. So, so the question now becomes: Is good enough? Good enough. Is that workable in the world? Well, the answer is, of course, yes. We're all carrying around cell phones. We're all using computers that are flawed. Because they work good enough. But as a creative individual, you want to get to the, yes, this is done stage. And That's why it's important as a creative individual to keep at it. Keep going and keep doing the things you do. That's all there is to say about that. Just a note to let you know that there's lots of ways that you can support what I do, and all of it would be deeply appreciated. I have a Patreon site, Creatives Ken Lenick. I have a webpage, kenlenick.com. All of my albums for the last 40 years are on Spotify. Go to the artist. Search and put in my name Ken Lennick, and it'll take you to all of the albums and all of my music over the last 35 40 years. Pick out a song and put it on your playlist, that would be very helpful and supportive. I have books for sale on Amazon Books. Again, put the author Ken Lennick in, and you'll see that these are some scary books, poetry, and short stories, anthologies that I wrote when I was ill and on a lot of morphine. So there may be some of that if you're interested in what happens when someone's on morphine and writes horror stories, there you are. Well happy New Year and blessings to you for a brand new year and may this one be a really, really good one.